You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. back to the dynasty rewind everybody the best in the business is back in business i'm your host michael bauer it's great to be back you know this is the dynasty rewind but for me it's the dynasty unwind this is how i unweek after a hard week of work um so this is episode 47 we do have the draft incoming so you're ready right i mean you could be drafting your rookie draft during the draft because you listen to the dynasty rewind but before we get started i want to ask you a question are you smarter than bill o'brien because you've been trashing him all off season, right? Everybody has. Here's your chance to prove it. You think you're smarter than NFL GM? Do you think you're the best at fantasy football? Here you go. Here's your chance. Dynasty Owner is the only patented fantasy sports game using actual NFL salaries and contracts. You manage your team from all levels. Owner to general manager to coach. Dynasty Owner is for the smart, elite fantasy football player only. There's no offseason in Dynasty Owner, just like there's no offseason in this Dynasty. The rookie draft matters. Free agency matters, and every contract matters. Come to a startup draft in 2020 using actual NFL players' contract and salaries. Then improve your team each year with a three-round rookie draft and by trading players and draft picks. You can win weekly prizes, seasonal prizes, and compete in the chase for the ring. The mobile app is in development and will be ready to download on iOS and Android in time for rookie drafts this May. Mock drafts are open now on desktop and mobile browsers. To learn more on Mock Draft for free, go to www.dynastyowner.com. Make sure you tell them that the Dynasty Rewind sent you. It is not Netscape Navigator compatible, but let's get it going. So, joining me today, we have Nate Christian. Nate, how's it going today, buddy? Uh, it's going pretty well from the basement. It's <laughs> going good from the basement. And also joining us, possibly not from the basement, is Chev and Nooney. What's good, Chev? I am definitely not in the basement, just chilling in my room, stay okay. right where I do my Facebook Live, so nothing too crazy. Love it, love it. Chev, do you think uh, you think Pops is listening to this episode? Pops definitely will be listening to this episode, and I uh, hope he doesn't steal my picks. Well, listen, I hope Pops is not too disappointed because there is no pork man with us tonight. It's just us three. Uh, Porkman and his wife have welcomed a beautiful baby girl into this world. Her name is Nova. I'm sure at some point he's going to put some pictures up. So check out his Twitter, at FFPorkman. Uh, Porkman, we love you. So we miss you, but he's going to be back next week. I'm assuming he'll be back next week. So Pops, sorry. I know your boy Porkman's not here, but um, we're going to hold down the fort for you. So we got a draft coming up next week, guys. Are we excited or what? This draft is definitely going to be one that is going to be totally different. I think it's going to be definitely unpredictable on picks. So I think all the mock drafts, I mean, some of them could be correct. But I think with all the craziness that's gone on and people not being able to be in the same rooms together during this draft, it's going to it's going to cause some craziness, man. It's going to be wild. Chef, you put out a tweet today. Um, who was that? Ian Rappaport? Was that who you retweeted? I can't remember. Oh, man. I, I don't remember who yeah. it was. Are you talking about the, um, the, the causes? That, that they've never been wronger or something like that. Oh, yes. <laughs> yep. That was funny. Yeah, that was pretty good. So, you know, 
I think that we think it's going to go one way and it's just going to be completely off the rails. That That's what I really think. Nate, your thoughts on that? I think it's going to be so wild that we are all going to be lost. And come uh, Sunday when the whole thing is done, we're going to be looking at these landing spots and where they went and the trades that happened. And we're going to be scratching our heads, but at the same time, super excited for what's about to happen because we're going to finally get sports back. Well, word on the street is the birds are going to be trading up for a Sedarian lamb, which um, interesting. That fires me up, man. I love CD. He's from OU. Watched him when I was there. Man, dude's just a freak athlete. I mean, if they go up and get him, ooh, watch out. Yeah. I mean, there there was a mock I saw. The guy had a valid point to an extent. He said, you know, trade that 21st pick for Yannick and Jacque. And, um, you know, Wentz can get by with what he has. But, no. You really want to get by with Greg Ward? J-Jaw? Come on. Yeah, I mean, we saw what happened last season. I mean, we have all those guys there, and then it's like, man, who's he going to throw to this week? It seems like nobody's stepping up to make plays. Like, we have Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Who's going to be that wide receiver that comes in and states their dominance in the offense? It just seemed like nobody wanted to take the reins of it. It was kind of weird. Yeah, they were scouring the streets of Delco to find somebody to catch the football. Um, hey, let's talk some draft. And we do have some rookie breakdowns too, but let's just, um, you know, we're just going to kind of be all over the place tonight. So I apologize, but it's kind of what we do here. We're a little bit all over the place. So um, however you guys want to do it, you know, the, the Bengals are on the clock right now. We're just going to say they're on the clock. They finished the season 2-14. and 14. I think they go Joe Burrow, although rumor has it he doesn't want to go to Cincinnati because, you know, why would you want to play for your hometown team? What do you guys think? I think he's definitely going there, and I think he's definitely happy to be there. And I think with that offense, maybe if the line can get fixed. Uh, but other than that, that offense is pretty good. I mean, Joe Mixon back there, plus A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, John Ross, and Alden Tate. I mean, you got a solid group of wide receivers there, and there's a chance they even take another one this draft. So, I mean, I'd be happy being Joe Burrow in that situation. Yeah, how could you hate it? And let's not forget Garrett's boy, Stanley Morgan Jr., is still there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Chev, thoughts? If they if they don't go Burrow, who do they go to? Man, they, they'd probably go with Herbert, I'm guessing. Um, all the news that's coming out about Tua – um, I haven't heard any of them uh, Bengals talking about to it anyway, so I'm definitely think they would probably go with Herbert. Um, but who knows? They might just trade down and get more draft picks and help stock their offensive line. I mean, but I mean Joe Mixon, if he possibly holds out, which I really don't think he will. I don't because I don't think he can accrue a season if he doesn't show up on time or something like that. So I really hope he doesn't hold out because he's a guy that I think can definitely go up in rankings this season i think if he stays healthy he can be definitely a top 10 guy maybe even top five if he if he balls out especially with joe burrow there i mean uh but we'll see i mean i don't like i said this draft is going to be unpredictable so if burrow doesn't go to cincinnati what are some good landing spots for him and anywhere is not the correct answer you know because obviously not every team can land him chargers i guess i have to go chargers okay just because yeah. of the, they got some talent over there in their offense as well. Um, I don't think Miami has, you know, about the same talent. Um, they got Gasicki and 
two decent wide receivers, but I'd rather have the Chargers offense, I think. Yeah, I mean, you also got to think about their offensive line last season, too. They left Phillip Rivers out there oh, to dry yeah. and die, man. So I'm, I'm guessing Phillip Rivers is pretty happy he's going to get behind that offensive line in Indy. Uh, but definitely with the weapons in, with the Chargers, man, that place is, is going to be skyrocketing if Joe Burrow goes there. I mean, you got Mike Williams. Keenan Allen is an amazing player. People downgrade him. He's one of the uh, not least res- not least respected. What word am I looking for, boys? Disrespect. Most disrespected. Yeah, I feel yeah. like he's way better than people talk about him, honestly. And then, I mean, Hunter Henry, too. So... If he goes to a team that has all those weapons with Austin Eckler in the backfield, I mean, his value probably will skyrocket too. I mean, I would have said hopefully Carolina, but they got Steady Teddy back there now. Um, so that's not going to happen. Mm-mm. It's just interesting. Um, any other any other quarterback spots that you like? Nate, I know you said that you wanted to just kind of do some dart throws with uh, – you know, with QBs and running backs and stuff like that. So, just however you want to do it, guys. I like Anthony I Gordon to the Packers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? I had never considered that. But I like that a lot. Yeah, I want to say I might have said that on one of the latest pods, but I might be wrong. But, yeah, I mean, going to <laughs> sit behind a guy like uh, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, how can you not love that? I mean... Nate's totally correct with the Packers. I mean, you get Devontae Adams, you get Aaron Jones over there, and they're probably going to draft a wide receiver as well. So, I mean, Nate is definitely spot on. That would be a great spot for him to just learn and kind of just learn from one of the greatest quarterbacks. I mean, that would be incredible for his uh, his value in the league. So maybe the way we should do this is guys we don't think are going to go in the first round, where they could go. How's that sound? Yeah. Because we're talking for okay, more Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, well, here's a quarterback I like going somewhere because I don't think he's going to be a first-round pick. Jake Eason to the Colts. I think would be good. Uh, sit behind Phil Rivers for a year. There, there's Some people are saying maybe Phil Rivers can end up being two years there. I know he's only on a one-year deal, but they could always resign him. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah, I think that or the Bucks. The Bucks would be really good too, yeah. With Arians. Yeah, I would even – That'd be a good match. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be amazing. Plus, he gets to learn behind Tom Brady. I mean, I even think Pittsburgh, too. Uh, they got a bunch of uh, good wide receivers and pretty decent running backs over there as well, and you can sit behind Big Ben for a little bit as well. So uh, I like that landing spot, too. Speaking of the Steelers, I I think uh, Jalen Hurts, that'd be a good place for him to land, is in the Pittsburgh behind Big Ben. Learn, I think they have a pretty good offense um, over there, like you said, and a good offensive coordinator who could probably work with Jalen Hurts' skill set to maximize it. Mm-hmm. I would actually love to see Jalen Hurts as like a backup in Baltimore. Would be good, don't you think? Definitely better than Trace McSorley. As much as I love Trace hey, McSorley. I love me some McSorley. No, so I'm a Penn State fan. I do too. So um, I just think that Jalen Hurts is an upgrade, to be honest with you. I'll take Tyler Huntley. Okay. Yeah. It works too. <laughs> um, so – We'll just keep this with offensive skill positions, and like um, we're not, we're just you know for the sake of it here. Uh, the Redskins at pick two. Gotta be Chase Young. 
Well, he's not an offensive player. Oh, offensive player, my <laughs> fault. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, that's although I will say this, Chev, you're absolutely right. That does seem to be the consensus right now. Is everyone so far is saying Burrow and Chase Young are the one-two? Um, but I don't know if I agree with that though. I I could almost see the Redskins trading out of this spot mm-hmm. because they need more than just one pass rusher. Don't you guys think so? Yeah, they already right. have good pass rushers. They, they do. Uh, okay, so for the sake of argument, if they stick it to, you know, our formerly very own Garrett Price did say that he thinks there is a possibility Dwayne Haskins is the next Josh Rosen. So if that's the case, does it maybe go Burra and Tua? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a possibility. I mean... You got Ron Rivera coming into Washington. I mean, the whole new coaching staff, I'm guessing, that's going to be rolling in. That's not their guy that they drafted. They didn't exactly. draft Haskins. Uh, so, I mean, they could definitely look a different way and maybe look to trade Haskins to somebody else. Um, for me, I don't I, – I can see them trading back before they maybe draft a quarterback. But, I mean, it's not beyond the realm if they draft Tua or Herbert. Yeah, uh, Nate, thoughts here on this pick? I think uh, ideally they drop back to five with the Dolphins, and they could still pick up probably like a Cuda at that spot um, and then get the Dolphins to get one of their quarterbacks that they want. Um, but if we're talking outside of the first round, just offensive skill players that could end up with the Redskins, you have to go with a tight end because um, they really need a lot of tight end help over there. They got nobody after Vernon Davis left, and uh, Jordan Reed's done basically with all those concussions. and. I don't think Jeremy Sprinkle is going to cut it. That is actually false. They did sign former Eagles tight end Richard Rodgers this offseason. So, who? He's Richard Rodgers. Sounds like a like a he was fast their, food chain. He was their third string tight end. So, <laughs> but they did sign him. He's not fantasy relevant. Let's put it that way. Um, I agree with you. Tight end, great. What about uh, your boy from Cincy? Would he be a good fit in Washington? DeGuara? Yeah, yeah I mean, I think so. I, I, th- I like the idea of um, Harrison Bryant with the Redskins. I think he would fit pretty well over there. Yeah, I agree with that. And that you're right. They absolutely do need something. I was kind of hoping they would sign Greg Olson, to be honest with you. So, But they did not. Um, let's move on to number three, the Lions. A lot of people are saying that maybe the Lions draft Tua. We had heard that. Although... It's like everyone's thinking that everyone's going to draft Tua. The, the Bengals could draft Tua. The Redskins, the Lions, not the Giants. The Patriots. Dolphins. Yeah, exactly. What are you guys thinking about the Lions? I think they're pretty set uh, with Akuda because they, they just traded uh, Slay away to the Eagles, right? Yes, yep. they did. So it makes sense to go, go grab a new cornerback that's going to be their, their cornerstone back there. So I think Akuda's pretty locked in here unless they trade out. Okay. Um, Chev, thoughts on what Detroit does? Yeah, I don't see them taking a quarterback. I think Matthew Stafford uh, has built uh, not a legacy. He wants to play there. He wants to be the guy in Detroit. He doesn't want to go anywhere else, I don't feel like. So uh, he's played so hard for them. He's played through so many injuries. I think that's the guy that you can just trust and, and grow from and just keep on building the program around him. So I don't see them going quarterback here. I definitely see them going cornerback like Nate said. Only makes sense. Okay. Um, I could also see them going offensive line too, 
Possibly. You never know. Trading mm-hmm. back. Who knows? Um, let's see. You know, we could just... All right. Let's, let's do this. Because it's going to take a while to go through all 32 picks. Um, anybody in the first round that you think is going to be... Or any one spot that you think is really juicy. Like, um, I think... Five, six, and seven, you know, five through eight, the Dolphins, Chargers, Panthers, and Cardinals. Anyone that lands there, I might be interested, to be honest with you. What, what do you guys think? Any any one of those spots, like, I, I don't know, out of those four, I'm thinking the Chargers. I'm really going to pay attention to what they do. That That's a team in some pretty big transition right now. They're saying that they want to start the season with Tyrod, but if they draft a guy like Justin Herbert, you know what I mean? They'll yeah. definitely be battling out in camp. I mean, when you draft a guy at six overall and you have Tyrod Taylor, who's going to be a guy that's a second-string quarterback that's going to be battling for a job basically anywhere he goes, like, they're going to be battling for the job at six. There's, I don't see a reason why they would not offer that up. I mean, if you want to take Tua, maybe you're scared he's going to get injured again. Maybe you, you start um, Tyrod for a little bit and just let him ride it out. But um, I just I – just, don't see Tyrod being the guy for the whole season, just like in uh, Cleveland. Yeah, and Buffalo, he got chipped out of there too. Hey, you guys hear that uh, Jerry Judy had a bad wonderlick? You yeah. guys hear about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, okay. I guess what he got was barely literate or something like that. <laughs> hey, as long as he can run routes, as long as he can catch the football and knows the plays, he yeah, – whatever. I don't care. Me. As long as you can read X's and O's, man, mm-hmm. like that's all that really matters. Now, hopefully he knows what to do with the money once he gets it. Cause I don't want him to blow in, not have any money after his career, but I, I feel like he'll be a good wide receiver. I don't, I'm not going to, the wonder look test, maybe that's better for quarterbacks, but wide receivers, they're going to go out there and catch the football. They don't have to worry about all the other play, all the other pieces in their head. Yeah. I don't well, know. Speaking of quarterbacks in the wonder Lick, Tua got a 13. Mm-hmm. Did he? Okay, so that's not great. Well, Alabama same, education. It's the same score as uh, Lamar Jackson got. Mm-hmm. What did Lamar get? Thirteen. 13. Did he? Yeah. I don't know. MVP. This is true. Yeah, it got some big trust going on there, right? Whoop whoop. Cody, that was for you. You guys want to talk about a rookie real quick? Sure. Colin Johnson from Texas is a six foot six, two hundred and twenty pound wide receiver, and I don't know what to think about him. It's like there's so many times where he's so good, and then other times it's routine and it's dropped. Mm-hmm. What do you, Nate? Let's start with you. Your thoughts on Colin Johnson here? All right. Well, I'll start out by saying I think he's the third best wide receiver on the team this last year, um, behind Devin Duvernay, who I'm a big fan of, and See. Brennan Eagles, who was a sophomore this year, and I think looked pretty good. I only saw him because I was watching this film, but Brennan Eagles looked pretty good for those Debbie guys out there. Um, but, yeah, he didn't run at the combine because of a hip injury, but I saw 4.6 as his projected 40-yard dash. So not bad for a guy who's six foot six. That's pretty good. Uh, I think he had enough speed, speaking of that, to keep defenses honest and stretch the field. He ran a lot of go routes at Texas. Um, that's something else I really took notice of. He didn't have a very um, varied route tree basically a go route or slant every now and yeah. then a comeback. Um, so not a lot of creativity there. Um, he had a 
huge frame though. You know, six foot six, two twenty. He's got good catch radius, and he could be a red zone target. But he wasn't used like that at Texas because Ellinger um, just always ran the ball whenever they were inside the the ten yard line. So they never threw the ball inside the ten. Um, but yeah, I really wasn't that impressed. I think this is a guy that gets picked day three, ends up being like a wide receiver four on a team for most of his career, maybe gets a second contract, but I don't see this guy really doing too much in the NFL. Um, though, I have to say, if he ended up on the Ravens in like the sixth round, I wouldn't be too upset. Yeah, in the sixth round, a guy like this, especially you know, Lamar Jackson, while he is the MVP, you've seen he can float some passes sometimes. He's even admitted that he has deficiencies in his passing, although he looked a lot better this past year than the prior season. Um, Chev, your thoughts on Colin Johnson? I mean, his stats aren't anything great either. Well, here's the thing. He played at the worst college in America. Texas is just trash. <laughs> um, OU's better for sure, but we're sooner. Uh, but, you know, I, he's, a, he's a big wide receiver. He's got a big frame, like Nate was saying. I just think his hands are lacking, so... I just feel like he drops too many easy passes. Um, and when he catches the ball, it seems like he bobbles it a little bit before he actually grabs it. So I just don't see it with him. I Like like Nate said, Duvernay is way better than him. Um, and there's another guy that I was watching when we watched the film that was just better than him as well. I just feel like he's a guy that is a willing blocker and he's a big frame that can go up and make big plays above any of the smaller cornerbacks in the Big 12. Um, maybe he'll be good for jump balls, but right now I don't see him being a guy that I want a part of my team. Yeah, he's going to be an NFL player, but I don't think he's going to be anything special, to be honest with you. Um, his stats, his best season was 18. We had 985 yards, but total career, career totals, 42 games played over four years. 188 receptions, 2,624 yards, 14.0 yards per catch average, and 15 touchdowns. So, not anything overwhelming. Um, XFL. Well, hopefully, <laughs> if, if they come back, which I really hope they do. Um, so, one spot, I was just kind of paging through here. What do you guys think about the Falcons at 16? I'm kind of looking this over. I think that 16 could be where the first running back goes off the board this year. What do you guys think? I I just don't, you know, looking through it here, um, just real quick, Bengals, Mixon, the Redskins, no. Lions, no. Giants, no. Dolphins, no. Chargers, no. Panthers, no. Cardinals, no. Jaguars, Browns, Jets, Raiders, the Niners, the Bucks, I think they take someone later. The Broncos, no. So there you go. I think the Falcons could be the very first team to take anybody off the board here. Um, what do you guys think? And I, I think it could be a guy like Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins. Are we liking whoever goes to the Falcons? Yeah, I think so. I think whoever goes to the Falcons will probably not be – valued as high as they should be just because now Todd Gurley's there. But Todd Gurley is there for pretty much one year and probably won't be seeing exactly. another contract after that, at least not with the Falcons. Um, so you might be getting someone who's going to be on a timeshare this year. But, I mean, if you drafted Miles Sanders last year, 
and he was in a timeshare with Jordan Howard, but looks like he could be the workhorse this year. You're not upset about it. So exactly. I think I think if you if you're looking at the Falcons, it almost makes too much sense for them to draft um, DeAndre Swift. While he's not my RB one, I think he would do very well there with his pass catching ability and being from Georgia. So and I mean if it's DeAndre Swift there, he's probably going to be 101 in a lot a lot of drafts just because people get excited about DeAndre Swift and that's a exciting offense to be a part of. Yeah, I, personally, I would love to see J.K. Dobbins go there. Um, also, Chev, I just want to point out that the way you feel about Texas is how I feel about Ohio State. But um, who do you think would be a good fit for the Falcons running back-wise? Yeah, I mean, just listening to the Longhorn Network, I just could not do it. I had to turn my volume off. It was I just know you said boy. that must have been killing you, man. <laughs> Dude, it was terrible. But uh, the Falcons definitely could be a team that goes out and gets a running back early. Um, I just don't know if they go that early. I feel like they have some holes in their team as well. Um, but we'll see. They have a pick at 47. I mean, that's a little bit later in the second round. So, yeah, I mean, they definitely could go out and get Swift, Taylor, or Dobbins, in my opinion. Okay. Any one in particular that you would like there over the other? I mean, I want Jonathan Taylor to go to the Kansas City Chiefs, so, um, <laughs> but he's probably not going to go there. But, okay. I mean, I, I, I would like Swift there. Two Georgia Bulldogs running in that backfield. I think that would definitely be a good place for him to learn from Todd Gurley and maybe how to manage his load a little bit from him too and kind of learn the game a little bit better. But do the Chiefs draft a running back in the first round? Nate, what do you think about that? Uh, I don't think they draft a running back in the first round. I don't even think they draft a running back in day two. I think they might. They only got like five picks this year in the draft. So unless they're, yep. they trade down at some point for extra picks, I think they're going to be very stingy with their picks. And I think they're very happy with Damian Williams. I think he's a sneaky buy right now before the draft because he's going to pop back up in value after the draft if they do not draft a running back. Um, obviously, that's a gamble because there's a lot of running backs and you can grab some that are pretty decent in uh, round three, round four. So I'm really not sure what they do. But I do know that they are pretty content with Damien Williams. Okay. Interesting. Williams has got to be getting close to being done there, though. Like, how old is he? He's like 28 years old. Yeah. So, I mean, his time's got to be coming up soon. So, they're going to be looking for a guy pretty soon, I would think. I don't know if it's this season, but maybe next season. Well, Nate, you are just going out and completely – busting down the narrative of the offseason because everyone's been talking about, well, the Chiefs are going to draft a running back. They're going to take Clyde Heb- Edwards-Alaire, and he's going to be the running back one. So, Chev, uh, also Damian Williams is 28. So, uh, he just had a birthday earlier this month. So, happy birthday to you, Damian Williams. Or not. I really don't care. You play for the Chiefs. Um, I think they draft a running back. I don't think it's high. I think it's late, so maybe next yeah. year. Who knows? Travis Etienne? Etienne? Oh, Travis Etienne. Yeah, you mean um, next year's Reggie Bush. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's. Garrett said I was wrong about that, but I just I see it in his game, to be honest with you. It's kind of, it's kind of all or nothing with him, um, which is fine when you play at uh, Clemson and USC. Reggie Bush had a good career, though, so... 
He made a lot of money. Um, you guys want to talk about another rookie? Yes, sir. Always. All right, let, let's talk about James Prochet from Southern Methodist University. Mm. I really didn't know what to expect, but I ended up liking him a lot more than I thought I was going to. Six foot, 193 pounds. Check out these stats. 49 games played. In the last two years, we're over 1,000 yards each year. 301 catches, 3,949 yards, 13.1 yards per reception, and 39 touchdowns. 2018 was 1,199 yards. Last year was 1,225. So, Chev, your thoughts on James Prochet? I mean, I was really impressed, but the SMU offense wasn't the greatest, to be fair. Yeah, I actually have him down at 5'11", 201. It might be off. I don't know. What do you got, Nate? Um, I also have 5'11", 201. Those are the combine numbers. Uh, see, I was going off, um, was it college football reference? Mm. I got that, so. Yeah, but, I, I mean, he had two well, really. these guys. Yeah, he had two really great seasons. Um, I mean, this season alone, he had seven receptions in every game but one game. Uh, but he only had four games of over 100 yards. So, that's a little crazy to me, especially in college football. Uh, plays are a little bit bigger, usually. Um, but he only had 400-yard games with seven reps, receptions almost per game. Um, he played through some pain in Memphis as well, so, I mean, that's good to see that a guy is still going to hang out there uh, when he's hurt. Uh, he knows he can help the team out, so he wanted to be the guy out there to do that. Um, and he can bust the play after the catch. He's a guy that, if you get the ball in his hands, great things can happen. Um, he's, he's He has, like, these short little tiny strides, though. It's kind of weird. Uh, it's watching him run a little bit, but I would love to see him be a little bit more crisp on his routes as well. But, I mean, this this guy, if given the chance, he could possibly be um, a little slack guy for a couple teams. Nate, your thoughts? Um, I love this guy, but I think he's very landing spot and probably even more quarterback dependent because, mm-hmm. like Chev said, this guy is a slot guy, and that's it. He lined up outside in college some and looked pretty good in college out there but at the next level he's going to be limited to the slot um but he can do a lot of work from the slot i mean we've seen some guys that have been very dominant out of the slot like amendola and edelman um so he's quick he's not the greatest athlete Mm -hmm. and i'll start off with that because i was watching him and he's got great hands but he's does he's i mean some of the best hands out there and good route running and he's quick, but not fast. And I just couldn't stop thinking of Jarvis Landry out there. And I went to go look it up, and on playerprofiler.com, he's got very similar stats, um, workout metrics and size, everything, to Willie Sneed and Jarvis Landry. So I think those are a great, great projection for him at the next level if he gets into an offense that – is going to use him. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm all aboard the Scotty Miller hype train with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers as that third little scrappy white guy, Jim Rat wide receiver <laughs> out of the slot. But, man, if this guy went there, he would be Tom Brady's best friend. Okay. I like that. Um, I would like the Willie Sneed comp. I mean, Willie Sneed was good. He had a, a cup of coffee in New Orleans. He did okay. Mm. Nate, you're a Ravens fan. You know that you know, he's been really... very solid. He's just, you know, the Ravens don't throw to the wide receivers a lot. So not super fantasy relevant, though, unless you're Hollywood Brown. So he, yeah. he's kind of been the guy. Um, yeah. So I like a Prochet. 
a lot. I also liked um, I liked his blocking. Well, okay, not it wasn't overly great, but he was willing to do it, and I liked his body control too. I thought he was really good uh, making some some catches there, and I, I liked his screen game as well, which I think is important. Yeah, I think um, he could be a big riser in about a, a week and a half's time after we get done the draft. I mean, if he ends up in an offense that is going to utilize the slot receiver, he could be very fantasy relevant. Otherwise, he'll just be a good NFL player and never slot uh, relevant to what we need. But he's going to go up boards or down boards. He's not going to stay where he is. I know that. So I want to I look at pick 18 now. This is the Miami Dolphins pick. And I think maybe 18 would be a good spot for a running back. I know that they signed Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard doesn't seem to be anybody's answer. And this team was bad at running the ball last year. Really, really bad. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick actually led the team in rushing last year. That's terrible. Yep. What do you guys think as far as, I mean, they have, okay, if you're a Dolphins fan, are you comfortable with Jordan Howard and Patrick Laird? For a season? No. No. Exactly. Yeah. And you got to think about it. Right now, the AFC East is as open as it's been in 20 years, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, believe it or not, the Jets finished last in that division. Um, the Dolphins have a shot here. So a good running back would help. DeAndre Swift still on the board at 18. I like DeAndre Swift at Miami, to be honest with you. What do you guys think about that? You think, I'd, or it could be a wide receiver too. I don't like DeAndre Swift in Miami. You just do because not. I know. Um, I don't. I don't. I'm not a big fan of DeAndre Swift as a workhorse running back at the next level. I can see um, that. Kind of because of his frame. Um, also, just because I don't think what I saw on tape was a workhorse running back who gets 25 carries a game. Um, uh, though he obviously would do well with Jordan Howard, I think. But I think if you're drafting someone in the first round, you're looking for a workhorse running back. Um, and I think like when we talked about him with the Falcons, I think he fits that offense more. Uh, I don't think he fits the Miami offense as well. I'd probably rather see a Jonathan Taylor or J.K. Dobbins there. Um, someone who can do just about everything and really could be a workhorse when they need somebody like that. Okay. Chev, your thoughts on uh, what Nate said and what the Dolphins could possibly do? Yeah, I mean, what Nate said makes sense. I mean, we never really had to see DeAndre Swift be that guy taking 20-something carries or even 30 sometimes with Jonathan Taylor. And I think Dobbins had a couple games like that too. Uh, So, I mean, uh, that's kind of spot on uh, with DeAndre Swift. Um, I honestly see them going different ways with this pick. I think they go maybe offensive line or somewhere else and then at the 26th pick, I mean, they got three picks in the top 30, so 26, I think, is a better opportunity for them to get a running back. I think there's just way too much talent in this draft, to, especially a running back, too. So, I mean, you can get a guy at 26 that's just as good as DeAndre Swift if that's what they were going for. Let, let, me, let me put this out there, too, just because, you know, I feel like a lot of times in the fantasy community, and guys, we, we can admit we're probably all guilty of it, we get so singularly focused on – offensive skill positions that we have to remember that in this draft in the first round there's going to be offensive defensive linemen linebackers safeties um tight ends all that other stuff i know some people don't 
think about Titans much. So, do you think there's a possibility that pick, you know, whatever we're at now, I don't know, 24, 25, 26, is this where the Dolphins take their quarterback of the future? Do they go in a different direction higher in the draft? If so, who's available? Do they go Jordan Love maybe? A lot of people are saying he's a first-rounder. Is it Steven Montez? I don't know. <laughs> God, I hope not. Yeah, I hope not, too. That guy's bad. I think the Dolphins, um, I think they will select a quarterback at five or trade up for a quarterback. Um, I don't know if they want two or if they want Herbert. There's a lot of smoke right there, and no one can really figure out what they actually want. Um, but at the next two slots, I would not be surprised at all to see both of those slots be offensive line and a defensive player. Mm-hmm. Um I really don't know if we'll see what we want as fantasy fo- football players in the first round. Um, we want to see like Agreed. eight wide receivers go in the first round, all three of the top three running backs go in the first round, and like four quarterbacks. And that's just not going to happen. Nope. Um, I've been telling people for a while now that they should really temper their expectations for the wide receivers this year because it is such a deep class. That's going to push everybody down because every team knows they can get a starter quality wide receiver in the fourth, fifth round. Eric DaCosta, the GM of the Ravens, was on his pre-draft conference call, and he said, yeah, we're confident we can get a starter quality wide receiver in the fifth round. That is very unusual. And if you can get someone in the fifth round, why are you going to spend your first-round pick on a wide receiver? So I would not be surprised to see just like – Maybe just Lamb, Judy, and uh, Ruggs, and maybe one more in the first round. Maybe Higgins. Yeah, Higgins or Mims. Maybe. Jefferson. Jefferson, too. Yeah. One of, I mean, you definitely have like those, like the Packers and the Vikings. Um, what, what the, you know, like some of those teams at the end of the first round, like one of them is definitely going to take a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And. I mean, like, we're almost guaranteed the Raiders take a wide receiver and the Broncos take a wide receiver. And I know every Philly fan is hoping they take a wide receiver. Yep. So, I mean, you got four four or five landing spots. But, like I said, these teams know they can get good wide receivers later in the draft. So, they're not going to be itching to take one when they can take other players of high quality. Yep. You know what this tells me, guys? Our undrafted free agent show is going to be amazing this year. Oh, yeah. So I also want to say, uh, now, Nate, obviously you've only been with us a short amount of time. So we did an undrafted free agent show last year. Have you ever heard of another podcast doing that? I do not believe so. There you go. There there you go. We really are your one-stop shop for all things fantasy related. I mean, we we have great content, great audio, shitty host, but everybody else is great. The best shirts on the planet. You don't need just unsubscribe to everything else. All you need is the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. Um, <laughs> Chev, did you touch on the um, Dolphins? I'm sorry. I Or these picks here. I'm sorry. I heard my daughter fussing in the other room. So I took my headphones off for a minute. I just wanted to make sure that she was okay. It sounds like she's falling back asleep. Um, so is there anything you wanted to touch on before we move on? Yeah, I, I just talked about maybe 26 being the landing spot. I mean, they even have 39, too. So, I mean, this this, this running back class is pretty pretty stout, too. So, it is. I mean, they don't always have – maybe they have a guy higher touted like a, a Moss or a – I mean, who P. knows? Elaire. I mean, P, there you go, P. Ryan, your guys' boy. You know what, um, P. Ryan? I would like P. Ryan in Miami, to be honest with you. 
He, you want to talk about a great compliment to Jordan Howard? There it is, right there. Oh yeah, I would love that. Chev, look at. It wasn't me. Wait, oh Nate, look at you. <laughs> Sorry. So I mean, I would. I'll tell you what. If P Ryan gets, gets to you know into Miami, I'm moving him up my board for sure because he's going to get a lot of touches, and all of a sudden that offense is more dynamic. As an Eagles fan, I love Jordan Howard. I really did. I wish, honestly, what I wish they would have done is re-signed him, traded Miles Sanders to the Texans for DeAndre Hopkins, as much as I love Miles <laughs> Sanders, and then you could have drafted P. Ryan third, fourth round. All of a sudden, you have a great running back duo. You have one of the best receivers in the game, considering that, especially from the Eagles standpoint, this division is wide open right now. It's really, for them to win, all three teams have new head coaches, so they're the quote-unquote established team, although I do think the Cowboys have better talent on paper. They haven't been able to do anything with it. That pains me to say it. Moving on, Chev, I'm sorry I cut you off. Please finish your thought. I got one thing to say about your comments right there. How can you move up LaMichael P. Ryan any more than you already have? You can't go past 101, man. Come on. You can go to 1.00. Holy crap. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I don't know if it's – like – he doesn't even get drafted. They just make him the commissioner. I don't, <laughs> what do you even get for that? <laughs> no, but yeah, I think that I think Miami's doing the right things, man. They the last couple of seasons they have had tough years, but I think they're on their come up, man. Especially with the that their division just being wide open as it is now. I mean, it is. Yeah. the Bills are going to be pretty solid, but man, they have a good chance to in the next couple of years to do big things. Do you guys think the Bills? I don't think in the first round they're going to do it. Do you think the Bills had a running back? Like obviously, Frank Gore is not going to be there. Can Devin Singletary be a workhorse for an entire season? He's not a really big guy. Maybe you know, later they're... in the draft? Yeah. I texted you guys about this. I think Lamar Miller is the perfect fit for uh, for the Bills for right now. You know who I think would be the perfect fit for the Bills in this draft? To compliment Singletary, Keyshawn Vaughn. Okay. I mean, think about it. He runs angry. He runs hard. He's bigger than Singletary. He will block you on Twitter. I mean, I think it would be a good fit. Yeah, blocks a block, man. Yeah, exactly. You know, a good running back in this draft for the Buffalo Bills, it kind of fits your profile of a strong, powerful, powerful runner. Jonathan Ward. Yes. Would you like to talk about Jonathan Ward? Yeah. Jonathan Ward. We we have one more rookie after Jonathan Ward then, who I think think we're a little probably on the same page about him. So Jonathan Ward from Central Michigan. Okay. Central Michigan, the Chippewas, right? Wasn't expecting much. Six foot, 202 pounds. I came away very impressed. Now I was talking to Cody at work today he's like oh well he plays at central michigan big deal okay i get that but intangibles are intangibles whether it's at central michigan or wherever so six foot 202 and they i need to know if you know what's going on here 2016 he ran for 200 yards 17 was 1024 18 was 212 19 was 1108 (laughs) do do you know was there did they have somebody transfer in, or was there some sort of injury concerns? Could you find anything? Because there's not a ton of stuff out there on Jonathan Ward. I actually have no idea. Okay. It's, it just seems a little odd, doesn't it? It does. 
Yeah. I don't know who was there last year other than Jonathan Ward. So yeah, I really don't know. Did they have like a different scheme or because it's like, okay, well maybe they threw the ball war, but that's not the case in each of his quote unquote down seasons. He had eight receptions both years, one for 69 yards, the other eight for 41 yards, no touchdowns. So they're not throwing the ball that much more. I, I don't know if there's any Central Michigan fans out there that listen to this. Let me know, I guess. But, uh, Nate, what are your thoughts on Jonathan Ward? Yeah. So six foot two oh two. that is a great NFL frame for a strong, powerful runner. Um, he's got good acceleration. He he's not like the greatest athlete of like he's nothing special athletically. He he just has average long speed, but he's got good burst. But my favorite thing about him is just how powerful he runs. He man, he puts his head down. He has a great pad level. And as something we always talk about for Mike's wonderful eye is leg churn. This guy hits people and just keeps moving those legs and he that's always right. gets those extra yards and that's one of the reasons I love this dude and uh, I don't think he's anything uh, too spectacular but I will say he is my RB 14 right now um, so he popped in above some other guys like Darrington Evans or Jamichael Tasty Hasty or <laughs> Eno Benjamin or Joshua Kelly I mean so this guy's not no slouch out there at least in my eyes um, I like him I, I think I might still have Darrington Evans a little bit ahead of him. Um, but, Chev, your thoughts? On, did you get the, a chance to watch any film on Jonathan Ward? Yeah, I got to watch a little bit of it. I mean, I feel like he has really good patience, and he's a pretty slippery back, too. So, I mean, I love what he can do out of the backfield. He's got some good hands. Uh, looks smooth catching the football out there. Um, I mean, even one time, I think he was even uh, out at like the H-back kind of side of things, too, and he went ran around, and then he busted it for a touchdown. So, I mean... You want to see somebody that's going to be elusive and that can play in any position that the coach asks him to be put in, and uh, I love that about him. So I'm not saying he's going to be one of the top guys, but he's a guy that could be a diamond in the rough uh, definitely later in rounds. I think diamond in the rough is probably the best way to describe this guy. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, yeah. thank you, Chev. You know of any other podcasts talking about Jonathan Ward right now? Nope. No. That's right. So got to give Nate credit for this guy right here. Um, I had no idea who he I was. To, I have to give YouTube credit for this one. I was just going on to watch somebody else, and he came up as my recommendations. And I, I was like, hey, you know what? I'll check this guy out. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, and, and we you talked about Cody saying, oh, he's from Central Michigan. That's the difference, though. Like, if you listen to our podcast, we're going to give you guys that could be diamonds in the roughs, like – he, see, Cody doesn't even think he's going to be anything good, but we're talking about him, and this is going to be somebody that can give you the advantage maybe in a league. So just not worrying about where they go to college. I mean, yeah, they're not playing the best competition, but they're still athletes. They're still doing good things out of the backfield. They're still blocking well. They do good things, and NFL teams see that. It don't matter where they go in the NFL. Like, I mean, who else went to Central Michigan? I know Nate knows. Antonio Brown, Eric Fisher, Joe Staley. There you go. There Look, it is. Big Ben, Miami of Ohio. Carson Wentz went to North Dakota State. So you don't have to play at a big school to be a successful NFL player. Yep. You know, Randy know Moss. Austin went. Who was that, Nate? I don't even know where Austin Eckler went. Let me check that real quick. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Chev, you're Me right. Too. Randy Moss. So yeah, you don't have to go to a big program. 
Western so. State, Colorado. Well, I didn't know that that was a thing. What about Jerry <laughs> Rice? Oh, I feel like I should know this. I don't know exactly where he went, but I know he didn't go to like a high-class school, a big-name school. Yeah, and T.O. went somewhere. Mississippi Valley State University. See? Okay. S- suck it, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big big trust, Cody. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. He's a Steelers fan. Um, one more rookie tonight. And like I said, I think we're all on the same page about Lynn Bowden Jr., Lynn Bowden Jr., does that not sound like the head coach of a Southern po- football team? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So he's uh, from the University of Kentucky. He's kind of the jack-of-all-trades, master of none. Um, I got him at 6'1", 199. So a uh, little backstory about Lynn Bowden. They had some injuries at quarterback. He started out as a wide receiver um, for his most of his collegiate career. He switched over to uh quarterback out of necessity um yuck (laughs) let's let's give some stats here okay um his rushing is kind of where he made his bread and butter um 185 carries for 1468 yards so he averaged 7.9 yards per carry 13 touchdowns he also had 30 receptions for 348 yards 11.6 yards per reception and one touchdown and he was a starting quarterback for I don't know how many games. As a starting quarterback, he was 35 of 74 for 403 yards with a 47.3% completion percentage, three touchdowns, and three interceptions. That Now, before we get into it, I want to bring up his game logs here, okay? I brought up his game logs. The most passes he attempted in the game was 15. And that was against Georgia. He was 2 of 15 for 17 yards. His best passing game was against Vanderbilt, where he was 8 of 10 for 104 yards and one touchdown. Get this. Against Louisville, they pounded the ball. He had 22 carries for 284 yards and four touchdowns. As a starting quarterback, he was 1 of 2 for four yards. I I mean... This is it. You have to go on sportsreference.com under the college. You got to look at this guy's game logs. It is just, it's all over the freaking place, man. It's crazy. I don't know what to make of him. I was saying it before. I think he's the next Denard Robinson. I think he's a guy that nobody's going to know what to do with. And he's not a good enough receiver to warrant a spot on a roster he's not a good enough quarterback to have worn a spot on the roster and teams are going to get frustrated and they're going to cut him so um nate unfortunately i think you wanted to talk about this guy so you get to go first (laughs) so as i said uh to you guys before the show started i like to watch this guy i think he's fun to watch he's a playmaker he's always a threat with the ball he's got a lot of wiggle in his hips he's slippery but when you move from the college game to the NFL game, those gadget players get lost a lot. Um, we've seen it time and time again. Um, where they, they have a couple games where everyone gets really excited about them again, but they just can't be consistent because it's hard to scheme people open consistently in the NFL. So this is a player that is very landing spot dependent. 
um, maybe to the point where there's only like three or four teams that can get him that even make him really fantasy relevant, if even that many. I know I've seen his name linked with the Ravens a couple of times, and that's probably one of the ideal landing spots for him because I think he could go in that backfield and motion around, play in the slot. I think Greg Roman could find ways to get him the ball. I think people were enamored with Debo Samuel this year and the way that the 49ers used him. And they look at every gadget player in this draft, like Lynn Bowden or Antonio Gibson and Chenault and a couple other players, and they think, hey, that's the next Debo Samuel out there. But you got to find an offensive coordinator like Kyle Shanahan that's going to use Debo Samuel like that. Yeah. And there's not a lot of guys out there who are going to be that creative and force-feed the ball to a player like that. So as much as I like to watch Lynn Bowden and I enjoy the different things he can do, he's going to be really hard to care about fantasy football-wise at the next level. Um, I have him probably higher than I should in my wide receiver rankings just because there's a chance that he could be really exciting. But um, once these landing spots come out, I'm not sure where he's going to be on my list because he could fall real far down if it doesn't look good for him for the offense. So um, he does have kick return experience. Everyone loves his character. Um, he got in the fight before the bowl game. Um, but apparently it was a whole ordeal with people like attacking and stealing from his car and like um, threats against his girlfriend and his kid. So I'm just going to go ahead and uh, throw that out the window. That's, that's good for him. Um, but everyone talked about him being a really smart guy, team player. I mean, obviously he played quarterback when he was a receiver just to make his team um, be able to – and he led his team to be bowl eligible, eligible. So, I mean, like I said, fun guy. He's a yards after the catch monster. But he needs space, and it's hard to find space in the NFL if you ain't, ain't going to make it yourself. Okay. All right. Um, Chev, your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think you guys hit it on the head. So, watching film, we know this guy's not a quarterback. There's not a chance that he's going to be making throws for an NFL team. He might make a throw on a reverse or something like that, but there's not a chance that he's a quarterback. No way. He's an athlete. He played wide receiver and running back. He played quarterback in college, but uh, you want your best athlete to have the ball in high school. So, I'm sorry, in high school, my fault. Um, but, I mean, he's a unique player. He's a guy that wants to win. He wants to be competitive. Uh, he went and asked his coach to play quarterback. He said, let me get the ball. Let me see what I can do. Um, and, I mean, that, that's special. I mean, their other quarterback got hurt, Terry Wilson. Um, I'm not exactly sure what happened to him, but, I mean, he's a versatile player too. But he can throw a little bit better. Um, I don't know, man. I just feel he's super competitive. He'll find a way. I think he just – only way he gets on the field to start off really is on the kick return. I think if he shows what he's got on kick return – um, he could definitely find a spot in the NFL. I mean, Joshua Cribs was a quarterback in college as well. Um, so I'm not saying he's as good as Joshua Cribs are returning, but maybe that's the way he needs to find uh, his spot on an NFL team. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm 100% hands-off mm -hmm. this guy. One more thing. His ball security is just annoyed the crap out of me. Running with yes. And then their, their offense, man, it just – think if you're a season ticket holder for Kentucky and you got to watch a guy throw 10 passes of the season. Yeah, man, that's – yeah, that was bad. I mean, he did that great was... things on the ground, but 
did you like if you're down by 10 points going to the fourth quarter probably not too positive no and you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna steal from porkman here yeah he was kind of butt <laughs> i feel like that's something he would say right yeah i, I think he he has said that i think pork butt yeah <laughs> um so hey we're at, we're running short on time which i don't understand you know what i shouldn't even say that like we could seriously podcast for like four hours if we want but we're not going to sean would probably like that right sean yeah he would love that <laughs> sean you're awesome we love we you could just re- do it uh do like six podcasts in one night and then just split them all up and release them throughout the week i have actually done that actually um so right around valentine's day um remember we didn't do anything chev you remember we didn't do anything on around then i i had a bunch mm-hmm. pre-recorded and i just i had them all set up in our queue and it just automatically uploaded when i selected it too so yeah and you had a i think you did one with sam holt that week too i did yeah yeah yep um which was was great she was an awesome guest uh we'll have her back on sometime the only thing that sucked is it had to be like a wednesday night and she lives on the west coast so yeah I, I had to stay up late on a work night so that kind of sucked but I do it for our listeners because I love you guys. Any other <laughs> draft or rookie things that you guys want to talk about? Yeah. Um, go ahead, Jeff. I mean, Rodrigo Blankenship, the savior of the Chicago Ooh. Bears. Here it is. He is going to be – this is one of my hot takes, by the way. I'm throwing this in there. The Bears draft Rodrigo Blankenship. Just close your eyes for a second. This might put a little vision to your head. He's going into the game-winning field goal in the Super Bowl against the Baltimore Ravens, Nate. The Bears have to waste the timeout because his glasses get a little too foggy in this tough moment. (laughs) So they call a timeout. He goes back on the field with no glasses. They call another timeout. He gets his glasses on. Game winner. Boom. Chicago Bears, Super Bowl champions. You can write it in right now. Calling it. Okay, so the yeah, Bears are going to win the Super Bowl. With what yep. quarterback? Uh, Rodrigo Blankenship's going to play quarterback, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we might go Bowden, actually. We might. Upgrade. Gross. Uh, Nate, anything else before we head out? Um, I'm just going to double down on my less wide receivers going to be drafted in the first round than you think they're going to be drafted in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... You know, like we said, in fantasy football, we're, we are so focused on the skill position players and the quarterbacks that we forget how many good other players are in this draft. Teams reach for offensive tackles all the darn time, and people love to draft cornerbacks in the first round and edge rushers. Man, be ready. Be ready for some offensive skill players to drop into round two and round three. What wide receiver do you think Nate will actually fall? I mean, I don't, I don't know if Rieger or Rager goes in the first. I think I've seen a couple of people put him in there. I think he definitely falls a little bit. Um, who else do you think? Yeah. So the only wide receivers I think will go in the first are Lamb, Judy, Ruggs, and Jefferson. Mm-hmm. I think Higgins and uh, Rieger and Chenault and Ayuk and let's see I'm missing missing one of the big guy uh, Mims? somebody else Mims yeah Mims um, though I think Mims has the best chance of being in the first round of those other guys I just mentioned but I think most of those guys follow the second round 
And I think even like in the third and fourth round, you're going to find guys that we've been talking about early because there's just so much talent in this draft and wide receiver. Mm-hmm. All right. I like it, boys. Um, I don't have anything else to touch on. Uh, I think I've pretty much said it all. Chef, do you have a verse for us tonight? Yep. So we're going to be in Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Uh, just reassuring to have God give it, or his God's Son give his life for us, Jesus, on the cross. I mean, Easter just happened. Uh, what a great day that was to know that G- Jesus shed his blood for us and took all of our sins away, even though we're probably not uh, thankful for that every single day. But he did that because he loved us. And uh, just knowing that Jesus uh, is always going to be living in us, uh, what an assuring thing. Shab, I love it. Always, always great uh, you guys doing the verse. So um, we're going to be back next week with some round one recap. Uh sure everyone's looking forward to that so until then chef where can we find you on twitter uh, you can find me at chef boy rd boy with an i all right and nate where can we find you you can find me at nfl draft dynasty and if you are so inclined you can follow me at the mbauer 85 but i would prefer you follow the show at dynasty rewind until then everybody be kind please rewind thanks again for listening Whoa!